Happy Manual and Extra Smile, a happiness and well-being at work podcast from TSW Training. Today we're speaking to ILM Level 4 apprentice Karen Evans. Karen's role completely changed when the pandemic began. Organising childcare and free school meals for the children of key workers, it was a responsibility that she'd never had before and she was working around the clock to ensure that all the children were going to their correct hubs and staying with familiar classmates. Here she chats to Alice Morgan all about managing those new responsibilities and completing her ILM Level 4 apprenticeship with her TA, Sue Hampson. Let's start the show. Uh, my job title is Senior Director at Support Officer. Um, I've been in this role now about um, 13 months or so. It was part of a restructure. It was a new role that was created. Um, so all kind of still new. But I've been in the directorate um, probably about 10 or 12 years and then in the council altogether then about 18. So um, this was my first kind of course I undertook through the council. I've done, you know, the the e-learning and kind of day courses and, um, and training like that. But this was the first kind of apprenticeship and learning experience then. Um, so I undertook the ILM level four and that was an 18 month course then which finished um, just in March. Amazing. Have you got your certificate and everything or is it literally only just finished now? Literally just finished. Oh, yes. bless you. How yeah. good <laughs> yeah. So only just finished. Um, I think it was the 11th of March. So I think it was um, verified and that was confirmed this week. So, um, or last week, actually, oh. with Monday again. Um, so what does a kind of typical working day look like for you? Oh, to be honest, it's very difficult to describe. And that's one of the parts I like about it, really, is um, it is really varied. Um, I oversee the complaints team for the directorate. Sorry, when I say the directorate, I'm referring to the Education and Family Support Directorate. So we cover um, any education queries. Obviously, um, we work closely with the schools, but we are then the local authority that, um, that governs those. Um, I've got family support services. So then um, support for families, children um, and young people. So there's a wide variety of support services there. We've got youth justice um, and then we've also got children with special educational needs then and um, and any kind of vulnerable groups. So, you know, we've got um, children who are care experienced, um, children as additional English as an additional language. Um, and all the minority groups then as well. So um, very varied, especially over the last two years, I would say. Um, I did have much more of a kind of structured week um, prior to COVID. We've had a lot of um, new tasks that have come on board due to COVID, such as um, vouchers we've had to issue for free school meals. We had to obviously close the schools and then reopen them as childcare hubs to provide childcare for the emergency services workers. Um, So it's been very wide and varied. But um, what I tend to do on a typical day is obviously um, check the mailboxes accounts, check in with staff, um, check for any urgents, obviously look to see what staff have got in. If I've got anybody on sick, I'll redeploy resources. Um, at the moment, obviously, with the staffing situation with people on co- uh, off with COVID, sometimes it is kind of robbing Peter to pay, pay Paul. Um, but, you know, we are just trying to, to muddle through that and make sure that all our urgent and statutory duties are met then. 
obviously dependent on guidelines. So this week now I'm really busy because obviously all our free school meal vouchers have to be claimed by the 31st of March, which is the end of the financial year. So we're chasing those up as well. So yeah, it's, this, it's not a kind of standard office job where it's the same thing every day. It's very varied. That must have been quite stressful over COVID. Was it trying to organise all those different things now? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the wisdom of my life. It'll be etched on my brain forever. Um, and I don't know if I'll ever recover. <laughs> yeah. Especially with the childcare. I mean, that was, that was difficult. We shut the schools on the Friday and had to reopen hubs on the Monday. Um, and that became my job. And I was solely dealing with that myself then because obviously we didn't have any resources to pull. There was obviously great demand on the family support services. Um, so yeah we've robbed peter to pay paul for the last two years and and agencies they just haven't got any staff either uh, really struggling so but we are where we are and we're still smiling so <laughs> um, and what led you taking the apprenticeship with us then karen um i started it when i was in my previous role um so there'd been talk of an imminent restructure um but it'd been on the cards for a number of years so it was one of those kind of is it going to happen or isn't it um so as part of that really I thought you never really know do you you know you never know if you're going to look to be redeployed or if there's redundancy um and also because um my team was getting bigger it was just a kind of opportune time really to to enroll and to kind of get a qualification because the role I was in um MVQ level four was a requirement or equivalent experience and knowledge so obviously I was able to secure that role using the experience and knowledge but then I thought what if there's another role that does require that qualification so I had a chat with my manager at the time who's not my manager now um, and I was uh, going to do the MVQ business admin whereas he then felt that the leadership and management would give me more transferable skills and perhaps, you know, after being in a, an admin background for a role for 16, 17 years at that point, he said, you know, you're teaching a lot of people what you know. I think, it, you know, you're better off learning something different. So and that's when that came about then. Oh, fab. That's, that's amazing though, that it came from from you wanting to do something and then actually <laughs> something else. Yeah. Do something completely different. But it's good that you have that experience behind you and then the qualification in something different, I suppose, to broaden your horizons, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I think it will be, you know, a, a much better transferable skills mm. skill as opposed to, to the admin, you know. So Yeah, definitely. And did you enjoy the apprenticeship with us? I did, I did. Um it was it, it was difficult because of capacity and because of workload um, and uh, you know my notes with Sue um, will reflect that. Um, I think I would have enjoyed it more had I not been under so much pressure work-wise. Um, we got there in the end but I think sometimes I think you can't if I'd have just been doing the day-to-day -day job, it would have been fine because I, I I like learning, you know, I like developing, I like learning new things, I like, you know, kind of essay writing, I've always liked the kind of um, academic side of things. But I think because I was working in the evenings as well, extra hours for work and then trying to do it, that became difficult. But but on the whole, I did really enjoy it. I enjoyed the workshops. I thought they were really useful um, because you get to meet colleagues with different jobs from different organisations and kind of, you know, case studies and examples people gave were really quite interesting in that. Um, I enjoyed the theory um, because a lot of the time we, we kind of do it this way, but we don't know why. So having some of the theory then behind it um, 
as to why we do it that way and why that came about was really, really quite useful, I think. That sounds like it would have been such a stressful thing trying to <laughs> juggle everything in your life at that time. I don't know how you did it. <laughs> but it was okay. We're here with smiling. So um, yeah, that's why you went to the fire, Alice. That's why yeah. <laughs> I understand everything now. <laughs> oh my goodness. And what appealed to you about your role? I know you mentioned you worked at, um, with the council for a while. So what appealed to you about your role? Um, the new role and what appealed to you originally about working for the council? Okay, the new role, um, as part, as I said, I was my my background was family support. I've been in family support for years and kind of knew that, um, without sounding big headed, knew that inside out. So it was kind of, you know, I was there when they went through the restructure, established all the new services. So it's kind of, I've been there since the inception of the new family support, um, which was great. So obviously that was my area and, you know, it's, it's wide enough to, to keep me occupied all day every day obviously then with when covid hit i needed to um redeploy and then i became involved in the emergency child care so that role then um gave me a much closer relation working relationship with the schools um specifically had teachers schools so i was working closely with the schools to see who they could accommodate because obviously their staff was dwindling by day and i mean you know, when we look, think back, this was in lockdown. Nobody knew what was going on, really, did they? Um, so I established a really, really good working relationship with the schools in in quite a short space of time, really. But I think it's that kind of crisis bond, isn't it? You know, when everything's <laughs> when everything's awful and crisis, you kind of bond together. Um, so yeah, it gave me a bit of an insight into the work schools do and how they were run and people involved in schools and, and it kind of piqued my interest really in the education side of things. So even though we we're education and family support directorate, I'd always been on the, the family support side. So then um, the restructure then came into play, um, it's about October, November last year, so 20, yeah, 2020, I think it was all 2020. Um, and then there was my job in effect went so there was a kind of replacement on the same grade this was a promotional opportunity but this was more on the the kind of school side but overseeing education side but overseeing the the whole side so it kind of gave me the confidence really then to think well maybe i, I can do it you know and i'd already been um you know a year into my course then not that i don't new years worth of work obviously but um you know i was a year into the course then which kind of get also gave me that bit of confidence then to think well you know doing a skills gap analysis with sue i thought but there are quite a lot of things i know about in that area and you know looking at the job spec alongside it and i thought you know what have i got to lose so um yeah we uh we did applied and uh secured it and mm -hmm. um, oh <laughs> that the apprenticeship helped you with your confidence as well isn't it because it is your confidence sometimes in it that holds you back in terms of applying for new opportunities and things yeah and obviously then when I was completing the application form it was another thing I could put on there to obviously yeah. evidence my continuous professional development and and dedication to my own learning and development really then perfect and that kind of leads nicely into the next question I suppose which is has the apprenticeship improved how you do your job uh, I think so, yes. Um, it's allowed me to self-reflect um, a lot on my practice, um, um, especially in relation to, I thought it was really good, where we've done um, skills gap analysis to look at what I need to improve on. Um, staff feedback, that was quite positive because the feedback I got from staff was around um, 
areas that I also that they felt I could improve on were the same areas that I'd identified for improvement. So that was quite reassuring. And I thought, well, I have got quite good, you know, self-reflection skills. Um, so yeah, I think it's given me confidence um, as a manager to know that sometimes in different situations you have got to use different management styles. So, you know, there's no right or wrong really. You know, it's dependent on um on the situation. Um also, so like I say, some of the theory um that's given me a good insight and you know when we've done some research on that really as to what's worked and what hasn't um and also food for thought i think there's some things you know especially when you're looking around of communication with stakeholders stakeholder engagement follower engagement you know about how i liaise with the team um outside stakeholders especially bringing in complaints overseeing a complaint service that all links quite nicely together so you know and then about the matrix and the importance and the interest and you know and how it all feeds in and so I think there's I think it's affected quite a lot of as of the aspects of my role in you know some with obviously more weight than others. Ah, that's really that's really good to hear actually and you spoke to us before about the apprentice yes and that was part of your apprenticeship so how did that could you tell me a bit more about that and how that kind of came about and was it helpful to you? Yeah, um, it was discussions with Sue, really. She said the, the apprentice yes was one offer. Um, so I thought I'd take that opportunity as well to complete that. Um, <coughs> as I mentioned previously, um, our directorate, with it being education, obviously we've got English schools and we've got Welsh medium schools and we're always, you know, ensuring that everything is fair and equitable, you know, with the Welsh standards, the language standards, we have to ensure anything we send out is bilingual. Um, you know, so I was well aware of the importance of the Welsh language and how we, you know, um, publish in both languages. But it was really useful as well just to go back and revisit and actually realise how much Welsh I did know. Because I think, you know, obviously living in Wales, we see the street signs, you know, we've got the Welsh, we've got the English and you don't realise that you know what it is. So, you know, so when you're taking the English away, kind of it's like it was quite nice really to think oh yeah well I do know what that is um you know so it was quite um it gave me confidence really that you know my Welsh knowledge was more than I perhaps would have scaled it at um but it was also really good to revisit months of the year days of the week um you know the money kind of general business um Welsh and it was just a really really good kind of recap and it's surprising how much you cover just in those six short sessions. Yeah, so I felt that gave me confidence. And obviously then when I'm liaising with translators, even for our Welsh schools, even just to feel confident to, you know, start emailing Welsh, maybe just put a couple of sentences in and an end, you know, and we do get compliments and, you know, they do appreciate when we do try, you know, to communicate in Welsh. That's really nice. I started over lockdown, I started using Duolingo um, hmm. to, to see if, I, I could do Welsh. Um, well, I, well, I, you know, I got, I know it from school, but um, yeah, like you say, like some of the sentences you can, you can guess, can't you, from the knowledge that you've already got stored in the back of your mind somewhere. So yeah, yeah, and, um, and it stays in the back until you try. Yeah, it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, surprising. And how was your training advisor Sue? Oh, brilliant. Um, like I say, you know, we've got, I feel we've got quite a good relationship, you know, like she can be quite, um, we've had some honest conversations, you know, where she's, she's had to say, you know, you are behind, this is what we need to do, you know, but, but on the flip side of that, she's very approachable, you know, um, if I've said to her, you know, so I know I said I was doing this, but, you know, X, Y and Z has happened, she has understood about workload and, and capacity and, 
and we've revisited the goals. I mean, as a person, I think she's really knowledgeable, you know, especially when I'm looking to get just a little bit more guidance about what to put in each section. She seems to know every assignment, every workbook, every kind of aspect and criteria off the top of her head, you know, her knowledge and, um, and skills have been, you know, invaluable to me, really. Plus also our organisation, you know, like um, at the start, like I wasn't, I don't think we all were really, you know, we weren't used to using teams and things like that. You'd be a little bit like, oh, should you want to do a discussion? No, no. Now I love a discussion. As you can tell, you can't stop me discussing things now. But, um, you know, so she's adapted to meet my needs. You know, when I've met her before, I think there was one day and I said, oh, so look, I haven't done the work, you know, should we cancel? And she said, no, we'll meet and we're going to go through some things and and we'll gather evidence and that hour I made loads of progress by just doing things a bit differently so she's quite creative like that and um, just really good at guiding you through the qualification I've got to be honest I think if I just had an assessor who perhaps given me the work and said get on with it or you haven't done it reset it I think I would have struggled to complete but I think with Sue being you're doing this by the time we meet you next otherwise you'll be in trouble she is good and she's always and and she's personable as well you know you can yeah. have a laugh and you can have a joke and you know she's very nice you mentioned did you mention earlier that you were uh, learning with other people um, um, in workshops yes yeah so how, did you feel like part of a community when you were learning with them or were you learning with other people in your organization or anything uh, both really um we did sue ran some workshops um and there was myself and other colleagues from bcbc um and there was a mix of levels as well i think some were doing the level four and some were doing the level five but the um units overlapped uh, well we were both doing the same units if you know what i mean so um sue ran a, ran a workshop session so it was myself peers and colleagues in BCBC and um, from some other agencies I think off the top of my head I think it may be Ministry of Defence, Legal and General, um, BT Openreach there was a few different um, organisations so we um, all did the workshop together and then when we were doing the exercises and question and answer sessions that was really useful then because like I said you know you do get that sense of like community learning it was as if we were all in the classroom together you know and sharing ideas and and experience it. Some people, you know, had examples of certain case studies that fit the subject we were talking about in the morning. Some had, um, you know, ideas for the afternoon. And it was it was useful, really, to see different aspects, because obviously with us all being in BCBC, you know, it's very, how can I say, very hierarchical. Obviously, we have set processes. We've got a cabinet. We've got a council. You know, the decision making processes, which are probably in comparison to like private sector, quite convoluted, you know, when you see um, and compare so that was really useful as well then just to look at what's in in place with other organizations when you're looking at what works well and what doesn't and just also seeing how the organizational constraints fit into that as well yeah that's really interesting we've spoken to him um, i spoke to a couple of people from legal in general and stuff actually so probably people that you've that you've met and they were saying yeah. exactly the same things about sue which is which is lovely um but how does your uh, how does your employer so how does Bridgen Council support you while you're learning then, Karen? Have they been good? Um, yeah, they have been good. Obviously, um, the the study time, um, they've allowed me the time then to obviously meet Sue. Um, I had a couple of supported study days in TSW. 
so they supported that um, obviously with evidence as well you know looking at kind of criteria looking at witness statements my managers given a witness statements you know members of my team have um you know to help in the in the aspects where there's you know less actual physical evidence then um so again nikki flower in our hr department she's very very good as well she um supports all the qualifications she ensures that um everybody's on track with their times and you know and reviews and and things are signed off as well then because obviously from my point of view i was also doing i was doing my own apprenticeship but i've also got two apprentices in my team so even though i then was dealing with to complete my own apprenticeship um i've got one learner who is um enrolled with michelle Malin doing an apprenticeship and working in people services and i've also got louise humphreys who's enrolled with vicky um and louise then who's working on my family support side she's enrolled then with vicky hooper so i obviously had you know both sides then whereas i was signing off other people's reviews alongside other, um, my manager signing off mine then so i've seen it from both aspects which is quite useful at the same time then oh, lovely all leaning together <laughs> <laughs> we're all signed up <laughs> um which is one of the last four questions now karen which i suppose more about you personally um so what motivates you to learn um i think it's just developing knowledge and skills i've always liked learning um you know, I did um, GCSEs, then I left and went to college. I didn't go to university. I wanted to um, to start work. Um, so I've learned on the job as I've gone along, really. Um, and then I think I, probably about the first five or six years of my working life, I was in college in the evenings then doing additional qualifications. Um, so I did, whilst working, I went back then and did all my RSA word processing and tax processing qualifications. And then went back... Um, and did an A level and an AS level in law. Um, you know, just kind of, it's a bit sad really when you say it like that, just because it was kind of interesting. You know, I don't know anybody who does a night course in law just because they find it interesting. <laughs> but, um, you know, just personal development, you know, I like a qualification, I like learning, and I just think it just keeps things interesting, doesn't it? And especially now, I think learning that's related to your job I think just you know it just makes it easier doesn't it you know and and just gives you especially when I've been you know I've been with the council 18 years sometimes you do get a little bit stale it just gives you that maybe fresh thought process then to look at other ways and and see if there's any other ways of doing things that are better on the law in night school I I, I take courses in everything so there's absolutely no judgment here <laughs> don't you worry about that <laughs> <laughs> Kindred spirits. <laughs> yeah. um, and do you think taking an apprenticeship has changed your life? So it could be small things like changing processes at work, or it could be bigger things like improving your confidence or your outlook. Yeah, kind of in, in confidence, I think. Um, so I think we learn a lot of other people, um, good and bad, what you want to follow in and what you don't want to. Um, but yeah, I think it's just given me the confidence that, you know, a lot of the things I learned weren't a surprise you know obviously there was some some additional learning obviously I've learned a lot since the start of the course but some it just compounded the knowledge and the skills that I already had so I think that was quite reassuring like you said you know confidence and again you know never say never I mean the way funding is at the moment and things like that I think it's it's nice to have a management qualification and evidence under your belt you know if I were to look at you know another role in a different department or another organization then 
Perfect. And what advice would you give to people thinking of taking an apprenticeship? Do it. Do it. It's always something, you know, it's, you know, you can you can work through it at your own pace. You know, I, I, I struggle to find a disadvantage of it, to be honest. I mean, you know, you've got the, the kind of flexibility of, um, you know, the remote learning. It's not a, a massive part of your time. You know, you're not um, having to give up a lot of your time. You know, especially with the MVQ, you know, that's you're doing it as you go along, you know. So you, you're taking half of the qualification is there for you, just gotta gather the evidence, which isn't a you know, a huge task. But I think definitely I think all qualifications are useful. I think they, you know, they look really good on C V, you know, they show people what are willing to learn and willing to develop. And I think sometimes that's the bit for me. Like when I do interviews you can have somebody with all the qualifications in the world and, you know, because they've had to do it. But when you've got somebody then who's done it in their own time and has dedicated the time and, you know, and pursued that apprenticeship because they wanted to better themselves. I think they're the type of people, you know, that you want in your team who are going to continually strive to improve and, and to develop. Exactly. It's like having that ambition, isn't it, to want to better yeah. yourself? Yeah, definitely. Lovely. And last question. Um, what are your career aspirations and where will we see you in 10 years time? Career aspirations. I think I'd like to do the level five and progress up the current ladder I am on um, because I do. I am one of those people who does actually, even though probably wouldn't have said last week, but I do love my job. I love the variety I love the change. I love working with people. I love working with schools. Um, I love the customer contact, even, you know, because you never know what you're going to get. And, you know, it's all part of my, you know, writing a book of my experiences. <laughs> so um, I think a bestseller of all the customer experience pillars that I've had to endure. Um, and next rung on the ladder within the same team and job I'm doing now because I really love it. Thank you, Karen, and thank you, Ali. If you would like more information about the ILM Level 4 Apprenticeship, please visit tsw.co.uk forward slash apprenticeships. I'm Amanda Bathory-Griffiths. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Happy Manual and Extra Smile, a podcast produced by TSW Training. See you next time.